All right. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahir Rabbil Alameen. Was salatu was salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen. Sayyidina wa nabiyina wa habibina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Wa man tabi'ahum bi ihsanin ila yawmiddin. Rabbishrahli sadri wa yassilli amri. Wahlul uqdatan min lisani. Yafqahu qawli. Amma ba'd. And once again, assalamu alaikum everyone. And... Uh, welcome to this um, very important children's circle session uh, because we are coming up just on the month of Ramadan, inshallah. In, in how long? Anybody know? How long until the month of Ramadan begins, inshallah? You can say it or you could type it in the chat box. A week. Days? Right. Inshallah. So just about seven days or even less, actually. Because we expect uh, that uh, next Friday at this time, so in a week from uh, you know a week from now, it will be probably the second night of Ramadan. So um, so it's coming very very quickly. Of course, it depends on the sighting of the moon. So inshallah, um, you know on Thursday night we're going to try to look for the moon and we will be searching to see if anyone around the world has seen uh, the moon. And it is more likely it is likely that it's going to happen. Uh, so inshallah, we expect that next week at this time, we are going to be inshallah enjoying um, the first or the second night of Ramadan, inshallah. Okay, so how many people here are interested in iPhones? How many people are interested in iPhones? Me? Me, okay. Anybody want an iPhone? Yes? I guess. Yes. Okay. Mashallah. Not you. You like Android? Okay. Yes. That's fine because I also have an Android here with me as well. But it seems like a lot of people are interested in technology and gadgets and especially in iPhones, probably because they're some of the more expensive phones uh, that happen to be around. Um, can you, does anybody know how much this phone costs approximately? This is an iPhone. Uh, 11 Max Pro. So it's an expensive phone. Yes, I see a hand. Over a thousand dollars. Yes, very good. So over a thousand, uh, thirteen hundred, even almost fifteen. That's right, close to fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, in Canada. So it's a it's a it's a pretty expensive phone. Um, but let's say, let's say this phone was selling for twenty one dollars and seventy cents. If this phone, which normally sells for over $1,500, was selling for $21, if someone told you that you can get this phone that you're looking at, instead of spending $1,500, you can get it for $21, how would you react? What would be your reaction? I will buy a thousand iPhone. <laughs> I, I will buy it, like, for sure. Okay. So you would be surprised, you know, most people would want to go in and order it right away. Um, and can you imagine, you know, can you imagine what the lineup would be like? So this is what happens normally when an iPhone is launched or, you know, when a new product that everyone wants to buy is launched. People line up, you know, people line up because they feel that they have access to something which is very special, something which is very valuable, something that everyone wants. 
Um, so people line up, and this is even when it is costing a lot of money. So if an iPhone is selling for only $21, you can imagine what the lineup would be like. Now, of course, that probably wouldn't happen nowadays because of the special situation that we're in um, and because of all the, you know, the rules and regulations regarding social distancing. So this probably wouldn't happen right now. But under normal circumstances, when people know that there's something very, very special that's becoming available, they line up. And especially, especially if it's something that's, that is normally very expensive, so something that's really valuable and special, and it's being sold, it's becoming available at a very, very uh, special price. So everybody wants it. You buy an extra one and, you know, your relatives would be calling you and say, hey, can you get one for me as well? You know, I want one too. I want one too. I want one too. So everyone wants one and it's going to be a crazy lineup. Okay. Now, what we get in the month of Ramadan is more valuable, is more special than an iPhone. And more valuable and more exciting than a iPhone, which is expensive, that a person could buy very, very, um, you know, for a very cheap price. So that is why, that is why, while people may line up for phones, you'll see in Ramadan that what do Muslims do? Muslims also line up in the masjid, but we line up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, again, right now we live in a very, you know, unusual circumstances. So right now, uh, the masjids are, you know, the masajid are closed. We're not allowed to, or at least they're close to the public. And, you know, we are not able to go to the masjid and offer salah, which of course is very, very sad. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us relief and to change that situation very soon so that we are able to go in the masjid and offer salah, inshallah. Uh, hopefully, ideally in Ramadan, but it appears unlikely. But in normal days, you know, this is what Muslims do, is that in the month of Ramadan, they go and they line up in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because what they are getting, what they are hoping to get from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is much, much more valuable than an iPhone or the most exciting toy or the most exciting, most valuable gadget that you can think of. Ramadan and what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in Ramadan is much, much more special and much, much more valuable than anything that we can ever have in this world. Okay, so now let's look, let's take a look here. What do we have on the screen? A loony. A loony. Okay. And how much is a loony worth? A dollar. Right. Very good. So a loony is worth one dollar. Okay. Now, imagine for a second the loony, instead of being worth one dollar, ends up becoming how much? Can anyone count? Uh, $60. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70. $70.
if the prime minister announced all of a sudden that, okay, we are in this special, unusual circumstance and people are in trouble financially <laughs> with regards to their money. So now Get all of a sudden, $1 is actually worth $70. Imagine how excited and how happy people would be because all of a sudden their money would be worth so much more. And they would be able to get so Imagine much more. Imagine there was only $100 bills. How rich, how rich would everyone in the world be? Exactly. Can you imagine? People would become very, very rich all of a sudden. Okay. Of course, as someone said in the chat box, it's not, it's not going to happen. However, there's something very special about the month of Ramadan. Okay. Prophet said, and you can follow me. That there has come to you Ramadan a blessed month, which Allah has enjoined you to enjoined you to fast. Okay, in which Allah has enjoined you to fast, during which the gates of heaven of Jannah are opened, and the gates of hell and of Jahannam are closed, and the rebellious, right, the evil, the bad devils, the shayateen are chained up. Also, as he went on to say. That in it there is a night which is better than a thousand months. Can you imagine? A night which is better than a thousand months, and whoever is deprived of its sweetness is indeed deprived. Okay? Prophet telling us a few things. Number one, it's a blessed month. Number two, Allah has made fasting obligatory, has made fasting fold in it for those who are faithful and those who are adults. Which Allah has opened the gates of Jannah, closes the gates of hell, of Jahannam, in which the rebellious devils are chained up. And in it there is a night that is better than a thousand months. And the Prophet said, Whoever is deprived of its goodness, meaning this special, special time is coming, and whoever is not able to take advantage of it. Whoever is not able to take advantage of the good, oh, so much good that Allah has put in it, if a person is not able to take advantage of that, indeed they're going to come out as, lo as losers, and we don't want to be losers. This is what the Prophet has told us. Now, okay, let's talk about it in detail. A blessed month. Okay, so remember when we were talking about the money, we were talking about this. And it's okay, it would be very, very exciting and nice to have, but it's probably not going to happen. However, in the month of Ramadan, this does happen. In that every good deed that we do, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will multiply it by many, many times. In some reports we find 70, in some we find, you know, even up to 700 or more. Okay, so imagine that you offer one salah, or you give one dollar, or you make one dua, or you recite one verse of the Quran, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala multiplies it many, many times, 10 to 70 to 700 and more times. Okay? That's, you know, that's a very, very special time, and it's a very special moment that, you know, who wouldn't want to take advantage of that? You know, only a person who, who would be, you know, sort of silly wouldn't take advantage of that. Because it's such an amazing time. Right? It's such an amazing moment. So, therefore, you know, we should try as much as possible in the month of Ramadan because we want to take advantage of the blessings. We want to, like, oh, these are all hasanat. Right? Essentially, 
You're getting an opportunity to fill up your hasanat bank account with a lot of good deeds. Okay, normally you would do one good deed, you would get maybe one reward, or you would get maybe uh, 10 rewards for it, as the Prophet, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us. But in the month of Ramadan, inshallah, it's going to be much, much more. It's going to be 70 to 700 or even more, inshallah. So in Ramadan, the more good you do, even more the blessings and the rewards, the hasanat, inshallah. Okay, so it's a really, really exciting, special time that you don't want to waste even a second. You don't want to waste even a minute because it's like, okay, it's like a shopping spree, right? So imagine that somebody says, okay, you know what? Toys R Us is closed right now. But I'm going to give you special permission because you won a prize. Okay, I'm just saying, what if, okay? I'm not actually doing it, so don't, think it's, don't get too excited. But just imagine that if someone told you that you've been really good at home and this Eid, inshallah, because you've been such a good, good child, good boy, good girl, you're going to get to go to Toys R Us and you have exactly two minutes to pick up all the toys that you want to pick up for free. Okay, so it's a shopping spree. You have two minutes in Toys R Us to pick up all the toys. Now you tell me, a smart child, would they go, a smart person, would they go into the store and start thinking for a minute, hmm, what should I get? Should I pick up this toy? Let me read the back. How many batteries does it take? What does it do? If they start doing that, they're going to end up losing their two minutes and they won't pick up any toys. So when there's a special limited time offer, a shopping spree in Toys R Us, where you can pick up any toy that you want within two minutes, when people have a shopping spree, they go and they just start filling up their carts because they know that time is running out. So similarly, in the month of Ramadan... If the, the store is open for only two minutes, no one's going to have time to buy hardly anything. No, that's... Well, they don't want you to take too many toys for free, so they give you only two minutes. And that happens. Shop, that's what a shopping spree is, where people win a prize, where they're able to go into a store for a limited amount of time, for a minute, for two minutes, for ten minutes whatever amount of time it is, and they're able to take whatever they want. But the point is that during, that during those few minutes, the people who won the prize, they don't waste their time. If they're smart, they're not going to waste their time. They're going to try to take in as many toys as they can for free. In the same way, the Muslim in Ramadan, we don't want to be wasting our time. We don't want to be thinking and you know just relaxing and just taking it easy because every second, every minute that goes by, we're losing an opportunity to do a good deed and have it multiplied by 10 to 70 to 700 times in reward. So as Muslims, we want to try to use every single second, every single minute of the month of Ramadan to do as much good as possible so that when, when Ramadan ends and Eid comes around, inshallah, our bank account with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our account of hasanat is filled. It's filled with lots of gems and lots of good deeds and big heavy deeds which are going to help us in the hereafter on the Day of Judgment, inshallah. Okay, so that's the first Raise thing. You, and you don't want to one. let go of this opportunity. Okay, uh, give me one second here. Um... Okay. Sorry, I'm gonna go right back. Uh, where to go? Okay, so um, I just ask. There we go. Okay. Uh, share content. 
What are you doing? Okay. Okay. So, you're able to see my screen, everyone? Yes. Okay, very good. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. Everyone stay on mute, please, okay? Zakalakhair. Okay, so this is a great opportunity to fill up our bank accounts for the hereafter for the day of judgment. Inshallah. Okay. Then the second thing also regarding the month of Ramadan is that it is a month of fasting. Okay. And normally when we think of fasting, what do we think about? What do we think about when we think of fasting normally? You think of food water. Okay, very good. So not eating and not drinking is what we often think about, right? And it's true. A big part of fasting is that we are not allowed to to eat or drink from Fajr time till Maghrib time. Okay, so it's not sunrise. It's not. The fasting doesn't start when the sun comes out. It starts before the sun comes out. It starts at Fajr time, which is when the whiteness, the brightness starts spreading in the sky. Because at night, the sky is completely dark. And then at Fajr time, there's a little bit of white that starts spreading. Okay, so that is when we start our fast. And our fast goes on till Maghrib time. Okay, and nowadays, the days are getting shorter, but it's still about 15 or 15 and a half hours. Okay. So it's a good idea what? if you're able to, you should try to fast inshallah. If it's too long for you, if you're young and it's too long for you, then uh, perhaps you could start by doing half a day. Okay, maybe you can start fasting for half a day and then slowly you can make it longer. If you're able to do the whole thing, then alhamdulillah, that's excellent, that's great. Um, and if you're, you don't have to do it every single day when you're young, you can try to do it every other day. But inshallah, you know, if you think you can do it, and you're able to do it every day, and your parents allow you to, then mashallah, that's a great thing to do, okay? How the point old? is that fasting is not just about not eating or drinking. A lot of times we think that it's just about not eating or drinking, but rather fasting is also about not oh, using no. bad language. It's also about not lying. It's also about not talking about bad things and also about not getting angry. So it's about our behavior as well. It's about how what we speak about. It's how we behave, how we talk, what we say. All of those things are also part of fasting. Yes, you have a question? Go ahead. So while you're typing your question, or do you want to say your question? Go ahead. I can say, um, how old why do why does it say they're all wrong? So it doesn't say that they're wrong. It says that we are not supposed to do these things in fasting. Was that your question? Okay. It wasn't that wanted to ask. Okay, go ahead. Um, how old do you have to be to fast? Okay, so that's a great question. So normally you have to. You be, can fast anytime. You, you can fast start, anytime you want. You should. You should start fasting. It's a good idea to start practicing 
when you're, let's say, before your teenage years, okay? So you can start practicing when you're seven, when you're eight, when you're nine, when you're 10, for example. And then when you're 11 and you're 12, you should really try to start fasting regularly, but you still don't have to. But once you hit around 13, okay, then that is when you should really start doing it all the time, okay? So gradually, the best thing to do is try to do it gradually. So those children who are young, they can do half a day, let's say when they're six years old, seven years old, they can do a half, they can do a full day, but maybe they don't have to do it every day. As we get closer to 10 and 11, then we should really try to do it more regularly. And especially when we reach, you know, 12, closer to 13, and that is when we should try to do it regularly, inshallah. Okay. All right. So the reason why these are crossed out is because these are all the things that we are not supposed to be doing during fasting. Now, some of these things we shouldn't be doing anyway. So for example, you know, using bad language is something that we shouldn't be doing anytime, right? Or, you know, lying is something that we shouldn't be doing at any time, of course. But like during fasting, it's even more important that we stay away from using bad language, from having bad behavior, getting angry, getting, uh, you know, lying, talking about bad things, backbiting about people, um, you know, making fun of people. All of those things are bad anyway, but especially in fasting, especially in the month of Ramadan when we're fasting, we should be even more careful about those things. And then, of course, there are things which are halal, right? Like food, right? That is halal, like water, like milk, uh, juice, you know, things that you would normally allow to have. But during fasting, they become haram for us. So fasting has two parts to it. One is the things that are normally halal becoming haram, right? Like food and drink during fasting. And then the things which are already bad or haram becoming even more serious during fasting. Okay? So we should be careful that while we fast, we are also using good language. but We're not using bad words. We're not lying. We're not getting upset. We're not getting in fights. Okay? Now, another thing about the month of Ramadan is that it is the month of mercy, forgiveness, and protection. Okay? So mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and forgiveness, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is extra kind. You see, Allah is very, very kind, very merciful. Right? Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. Right? These are the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that tell us about His mercy. However, in the month of Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more merciful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more kind in the month of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even more forgiving. So any person who has done any mistakes in the past, who has done anything bad in the past, if they say sorry and they seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah is always ready to forgive them, but especially in the month of Ramadan. Okay, children in the chat box, can you please pay attention to what we're talking about and not be chatting with each other? Thank you. So, the month of mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving us more blessings, more rewards, is being extra kind, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is being more extra forgiving in the month of Ramadan. So we should try to forgive one another and seek forgiveness from Allah for ourselves, for our parents, for our brothers, for our sisters, for our grandparents, for our relatives, for all of people. And it's also a month of protection, meaning it's a, a month of gaining protection from the fire of hell. Because the Prophet told us that the gates of Jahannam are closed. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives people so much that if they were going on the path to getting uh, you know, punished in the hellfire after they die, inshallah, if they make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, out of His mercy, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect them 
from ending up there after they die, inshallah. So these are the things that we should be making dua for, and we should especially, especially be seeking forgiveness from Allah for our mistakes and seeking the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for ourselves, for our families, and for all people, inshallah. Another thing the Prophet has told us is that the shayateen, the devils, are actually chained up. Okay, so in the month of Ramadan, when Ramadan comes in, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chains up, essentially puts handcuffs or ties up the devils, the shayateen, okay, the shaytan and his followers, okay, or many of his followers. So what that means is that they are not able to get people to do as many bad things. We still see some bad things that may happen in Ramadan, but you will see much more good. Right, you will see much more good in the month of Ramadan. So, for example, you know, normally if people don't come to the masjid so much, like in normal days, of course, nowadays the masjids are closed. Um, we're not allowed to go because of health reasons, safety reasons. But in normal days, you know, when only a few people come to the masjid sometimes, in Ramadan we find that the masjid is full, mashallah. You know, in normal days, nobody would come to the masjid in the middle of the night. But in Ramadan, mashallah, we see for Qiyam, the masjid is full. You know, there's so many people who are coming, mashallah. So much more recitation of Quran, so many people fasting, so much charity, right? So we see that there's so much more good that happens in the month of Ramadan and the bad behavior of people goes away. You know, a lot of people will stop, you know, drinking, uh, you know, uh, things that they shouldn't be drinking in the month of Ramadan. You know, sometimes people, even Muslims sometimes, they end up doing haram. For example, they may end up drinking beer or smoking cigarettes or taking drugs. But in the month of Ramadan, they try to stop, alhamdulillah. You know, there's people who may be listening to bad music, maybe watching, you know, wasting time watching movies or playing too many games. In the month of Ramadan, alhamdulillah, they're able to control themselves. One of the reasons is because the influence of shaitan, of the devils, is not there as it usually is. Alhamdulillah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, we should again really try to take advantage of this time because the devils are going to be chained up. Now, sometimes, you know, people themselves have become so bad that even though the shaitan and the devils are chained up, they themselves still sometimes feel like doing bad in Ramadan. Okay, this doesn't happen too much, but it may still happen. So if we feel that way, or if you see someone doing something like that, we should be careful. And we should, you know, we should make sure that we don't end up behaving and acting in those ways, meaning the ways which are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the Prophet ﷺ also told us that in it, there is a night which is better than... How much? Better than what? A thousand months. A thousand months, mashallah. Very good. You see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in Surah Al-Qadr, right? Right? So Laylatul Qadri Khairum min Alfi Shahr. Right? So better. So better than a thousand months. Now you tell me, how many years is a thousand months going to be? It's not a thousand nights, it's a thousand <laughs> months. So do the math. It's really not. It's around nine. Nine hundred. So oh, wait. A thousand months divided by 12 months, right? Which is years, basically. Years. So it comes up to. 83.3 so more than 83 years okay so this Laylatul Qadr is such a special night that if a person worships on this night 
it will be written in their book of deeds as if they had worshipped or they have done good for more than 83 years, inshallah. Okay? Isn't that amazing? You know, so many Muslims, so many people may not even live for 83 years. But if they are able to worship on this one night in Ramadan, then inshallah, they will get the reward of worshiping for over 83 years, inshallah, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So, this is a very special night. The Prophet told us that Laylatul Qadr, the special night of power of destiny, happens in the last 10 nights of Ramadan on one of the odd nights. Okay, so which one would be the odd nights of Ramadan? 21st night, the 23rd night, the 25th night, the 27th night, or the 29th night. Okay, so Laylatul Qadr, inshallah, will be on one of those nights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not told us which night it actually is. Okay, because if one of the wisdoms may be that if we actually knew for sure which night it was, that everyone would go and worship on that one night and we would forget about the rest. Okay, so it has been hidden from us. We have not been told exactly which night it is. It could change every year. Okay, but it could be the 21st, the 25th, the third, 23rd, the 25th, the 27th, or the 29th night. So especially on the odd nights of the last 10 nights of, the, of Ramadan, we should make an extra effort to pray at night, to do Quran recitation at night, to make dua at night, to do as much worship and good as we can do at night. So that, inshallah, we are certain to catch Laylatul Qadr. And inshallah, if we catch Laylatul Qadr, we will be written in our book of deeds as we have done 83 years of worship or more, inshallah. Imagine you go on the Day of Judgment and you get your book of deeds and you're flipping through it, right? And you're looking at your book of deeds. It's not this book, of course, it's just an example. You know, you're looking at your book of deeds and you see, oh, subhanAllah, there's 83, 85, 90, 100 years of worship. I wasn't even alive for 100 years. I wasn't even worshiping for that many years. But subhanAllah, maybe it was just one year that you got Laylatul Qadr. And then you see for every year, you find another 83 years or 85 or 90 or 100 or Allah knows best how many years of worship, not even just being alive, of actual worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a very, very special, special night in Ramadan that we really, really want to be excited for. And especially when it comes to the last 10 nights of Ramadan, you want to be focusing to try to stay up at night if your parents allow you to, to try to recite Quran, to try to pray and make dua and do dhikr and do as much good as we can, inshallah, on those nights because this Laylatul Qadr is a very, very special gift given only to the Ummah of Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, only for us and no one else. So this is very, very special. Okay, so try to take advantage of it. May Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala grant us Laylatul Qadr this night and every, uh, this month, sorry, this year and this Ramadan and every Ramadan that we are alive, inshallah. Okay, what else? So to recap, number one, fast if you can. Okay, if you're able to, if your parents allow you to, and you're, you are allowed to, to, to do so, then inshallah, try to fast as much as you can. And remember that it is no food, no drink, and it's also about your behavior. Okay, so get paid special attention to how you behave in the month of Ramadan uh, while you're fasting. Okay, secondly, offer more salah. Which, okay, let me ask you a question. What's the special prayer that we offer in Ramadan? Salat al-Taraweeh. Salat al-Taraweeh. Very good, very good. So Salat al-Taraweeh, 
is the special prayer. Normally we offer it in the masjid or those of you who live in Canada come to Witchcraft Recreation Complex, but of course everything is closed this Ramadan. So it's, a, it's going to be a very different Ramadan. However, different doesn't mean bad. It just means that we're not able to go to the masjid and the things that we would normally do in the masjid, we're now going to do inside our homes, inshallah. Okay? So we try to offer taraweeh, extra prayers at night after Isha, inshallah. You can do it with your family, inshallah. You know, your, your dad can lead, inshallah, if he, if he is there. Or if your, your dad is not available, then maybe, inshallah, your, your mom could lead you. Okay, for young children, inshallah. And we can try to offer taraweeh. You can also offer it on your own as well. Okay. So you can offer Salat, uh, Salat al-Taraweeh by yourself. You know, for those of you, mashallah, who are memorizing, you've memorized Juz'amma, you know, you've, you've memorized some surahs from, from the Qur'an, you have memorized Tabarak, uh, 29th Juz, 28th Juz, 27th Juz perhaps, whatever you have memorized, inshallah, you can offer long prayers at night, and you can re recite what, whatever you have learned. And if you are forgetting, then this is a good time to review. So you review what you have learned, what you have memorized, so that inshallah in the month of Ramadan, you can lead salah for yourself, for your siblings, um, and you can make nice long qira'ah, nice long recitation inshallah. Because the Prophet sallallahu especially when he would offer prayers at night, he would make them very beautiful. He wouldn't be rushed. He would do it very nicely and very, very beautifully. And he would spend a lot of time at night standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay? So offer more salah inshallah, especially at night and if you can't do it at night then at least in the daytime you know try to offer your sunnah prayers okay so for example two rakah sunnah before fajr so before the fard of fajr or you know four or two rakah sunnah before the fard of dhuhr and two rakah sunnah after the 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 fard of salat al dhuhr right three uh, two rakah sunnah after the three rakahs fard of salat al maghrib two rakah sunnah after the four rakah of so whatever you're able to do, inshallah, as much as you're able to do, try to increase your prayers, inshallah. And encourage your parents as well, inshallah. Number three, try to recite or, and or memorize more Quran. Okay, so whatever you have already memorized, try to review it, inshallah. Okay, if you, have, if you are forgetting it, even if you're not, try to read whatever you have memorized. Try to do it every single day, inshallah. So recite what you have memorized. Recite what you have not memorized if you're able to. And if you're able to memorize more, then memorize more as well. There's a very good website. I'm going to type it in the chat box, inshallah, that you can use for reciting, uh, for learning Quran, inshallah. It's called houseofquran.com. And there's actually a tool that allows you to memorize. There, there are qurra, there are qaris that recite word by word. They recite ayah by ayah. You can repeat it, listen to each one, you know, three times, five times, ten times. Inshallah, it will help you review, it will help you memorize, and it also has translation as well. So it's actually a very, very good tool, okay? If you already use it, that's great, mashallah, okay? So Ramadan is a special month of the Qur'an as well, because the Qur'an was revealed in the month of Ramadan. The Prophet ﷺ used to review his Qur'an with the angel Jibreel every Ramadan. He would recite to him, and he would recite to him. They would recite to each other. So it's a very, very special month uh, for, for Qur'an recitation as well. Fourthly, try to make lots of du'a and dhikr. Okay? So make lots of du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ask Him for all the things that you want for yourself, that you want for your family, for your parents, for your brothers, for your sisters, for your grandparents, for all of humanity. 
for all of people. So make lots of dua, inshallah. Okay, in the month of Ramadan. Um, is everyone able to hear me still? Yes, everything's good? Okay, I think some people yeah. might be having trouble with their audio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear you. So, okay, so offer more salah was already there, and we already discussed pray at night. But when you stand, especially at night in the dark, what? you know, you to imagine that you're standing in front of Allah. I mean, we are always standing in front of Allah when we offer salah, but really try to imagine that you're standing, you know, in the king, in the court of a king, you know, in a, in a special place, and in front of you is the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, we don't know what it looks like, and of course, we can never imagine what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks like, but try to have that feeling where you're not distracted, but you actually feel that you're standing in front of Allah. You know, it's a very different feeling. You know, one is to just offer salah. You know, your parents say, Sallu, Sallu, you go pray. Okay, you just go, you pray, and then that's it. But the, another is to stand and pray as if you realize, you feel that you are standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah is watching you pray. So that is a very special feeling of offering salah. So try to have that, and especially when you pray at night. Okay, I'm going to answer your uh, question in a second. Okay, so let me just go through this. Actually, let me, okay, let me just answer right now. Okay, I've been Quran for three years. I'm on my fourth. Uh, okay, mashallah. Uh, that's amazing. If you're on the fourth Farah, uh, fourth Juz, mashallah, and you're only nine years old, that is excellent, mashallah. Okay, so you can recite that uh, in your own prayers. Okay, normally it should be older adults who lead the prayers, older uh, males, older men, older boys. But inshallah, you know, if there's no one else who is able to lead, um, then you can uh, you can lead your family as well, inshallah, for boys. All right. Um, uh, number six, give charity. So as someone was saying in the chat box, uh, giving and charity is very good. You know, try to have your, your, your parents uh, and yourself, if you can, to give charity every night. Okay, it's hard now because the masjids are closed, but you can even donate online. You can ask your parents to donate some money on your behalf online to a masjid, to either the, for the Canada masjid or any other masjid or any other cause, inshallah. Try to give in charity every single day, every single night of Ramadan, inshallah. Okay, uh, is it true that it's bad to be outside after Maghrib? Yes, you should be careful in the dark. There could be a lot of dangers. Uh, so we should try to be home after Salatul Maghrib unless we are with our family. Okay, um, number seven, very, very important. I think everyone would agree. Don't be annoying. Okay, I know it's hard. I know you're all good children, mashallah, and you're being patient, staying at home. But you see in Ramadan, when our family members are fasting and they're trying to do good deeds, um, and our parents may be hungry, our parents may be tired, especially maybe our mom or our dad too, if they're you know working in the kitchen, they're trying to prepare food and they're fasting. And they're trying to pray and they're trying to take care of us, you know, so they're they're really busy and it's taking a lot of energy. So really try to be in your best behavior and um, and, you know, uh, don't be annoying to people. OK, be nice, be kind um, and be respectful. Um, if you don't know that we are being annoying, well, what you can do is, you know, just tell people that tell your family members um, that, you know, I don't mean to be annoying. But if you find that I'm being annoying, then just please tell me nicely to stop. And inshallah, I will stop. Okay, So it's good to have good communication. Uh, or if you end up being annoying, then just say sorry and apologize. Say, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be annoying. Or I didn't realize that I was being annoying. Inshallah. Okay. So, um, so be careful with our, your behavior. And especially not making things more difficult 
for your parents, inshallah. All right? Um, and of course, going with that is help your parents. If, for example, your mom or your dad is doing something in the kitchen, they're getting ready for iftar or maybe for suhoor in the morning, because remember that meal in the morning is very, very important before fasting, um, then, um, you know, uh, help them out. You know, pick up your dishes. Uh, don't leave your, your, you know, your plate and your cup on the table. Go put it in the dishwasher, put it in the sink, uh, wash it if you can. Uh, try to take care of yourself as much as you can. Okay, don't be difficult for your parents and try to be helpful. So what do we mean by annoying? You know, just don't do things that bother other people. Okay, if your parents or your siblings don't like, you know, you shouting or making a lot of noise, then try not to do that. Okay, just try not to do things that trouble other uh, people. Okay, um, and so my last point was help your parents. Okay, don't be a burden on them, but try to be a helper to them. Ask them, is there something I can help you with? If you see that your mom is working in the kitchen, go ask your mom and say, mama, is there something that I can do to help you? You know, if you find, um, you know, that your dad is trying to do something, um, go ask him and say, Baba, can I help you? So try to be helpful to others um, and especially your parents and don't be uh, difficult. Don't make things difficult for them, but try to make things easier for them and for your entire family, inshallah. Um, if a non-Muslim try to fast, will they get rewarded the way Muslims do? So one of the main things about getting rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a good question. So one of the main things about being rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that we have to believe in Allah first in order to be rewarded by Him. Okay? If a person does not believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they do good deeds like they pray or they fast or they recite Quran, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will likely not give him the reward for that because in the yani in the hereafter, because they have not believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So to get any of the rewards, we have to believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first, and then inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give them the reward. So if a, if a non-Muslim tries to fast, that's a great thing, mashallah. And many neighbors and friends who are not Muslim, they try to fast to see how it feels. So that's a very good thing. There's nothing wrong with that, alhamdulillah. But the question was, will they get the same reward as a Muslim would? So the answer to that is most likely no, because we have to believe in something first in order to get its rewards, okay? Um, it's just like, you know, if you join, a, if a, a someone, uh, you know, if there's a competition taking place, okay, let's say there's a race uh, going on, or there's, there's some sort of competition, and a person doesn't register, a person doesn't sign up, and then they do it, and they say, how come I didn't get a reward? How come I didn't win? How come I didn't get a prize? Well, you never registered, you never signed up, okay? So in the same way, we have to sign up with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Muslims in order to receive the rewards in the akhirah, inshallah. Okay, um, what if they say no uh, to work with your parents? So if you ask your parents if you, they need help and they say no, so that's okay then. At least you tried. Inshallah, you will get rewarded for that. Um, but just make sure that you don't do anything to bother them during that time. It's nine o'clock. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, I helped my mom making jalebi. Okay, mashallah. What if they did believe in Allah but not Muslim? Okay, in God. Yes, so in order to be a Muslim, there's two things to believe in. Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah. Okay, so to believe in Allah is one part of being a Muslim, and the second part is to believe that the Prophet Muhammad was the last messenger. If a person believes in those two things, then they are a Muslim. If a person believes in Allah, believes in God, but they don't believe in Muhammad, then they're halfway there. It's still good, right? I mean, to believe in Allah or believe in God is better than not believing in God, of course. So that's good, but they're not fully there. Okay, in order to be fully there, they have to believe in Allah and all the prophets actually, but especially the Prophet Muhammad. 
Okay, you help your mom when she's cooking. Mashallah, that's amazing. That's great. Mashallah. I used to help my mom as well. You know, even when I was a teenager um, and my sisters were married and uh, there was no one else at home, um, then I used to help my mom as well in the kitchen, especially for Eid. You know, I would help her and try to do uh, gathering, uh, help with cooking for, for dinner parties and things like that. Alhamdulillah. Okay, so help your parents. All right. Well, you know, if you need to leave, that's okay, inshallah. You can leave. No problem. Zakumullah khair, everyone, uh, for joining. Any other questions, by the way? You help your mom with, your, with cooking, mashallah. That's amazing. And boys and girls, by the way. You know, sometimes we think it's only the girl's job to help, help mom in the kitchen or to help with cleaning up. No, right? Just because we're boys or men, it doesn't mean that, you know, we can't help out either. So especially when you're young, you should try to help your mother. Boys and girls should try to be helpful to both of your parents, inshallah. And that will increase love in the family and our parents will appreciate us inshallah and it will help uh things go smoothly in our family in our home inshallah. Okay. okay any other questions no mashallah okay also help your dad for many different things very good and of course as i always end my young friends remember allah much because that's where true success comes from so anything you want to be successful in, always, always do a lot of dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, astaghfirullah, astaghfirullah, la ilaha illallah, alhamdulillah. You know, so try to recite all of these, these afkar as much as possible. Inshallah, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always be with you. Allah's protection will be with you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love, his mercy, his blessings, his protection will be with you, inshallah. Make dua for everyone and I wish you all a Ramadan Mubarak. I wish you all a blessed, blessed Ramadan, insha'Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the best Ramadan ever. Say ameen. Ameen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the best Ramadan ever. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumallahu khaira. Thank you so much, everyone. You've been such a great audience, mashallah. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, and inshallah, we'll be in touch. Jazakumallahu khaira. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa ant. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sheikh. You're welcome. Next week, uh, yes, inshallah, for Ramadan, we will be launching our new schedule. And inshallah, we will have children's circle. We will have a children's session uh, regularly. Inshallah, we will announce it. Okay, so I'm not 100% sure right now when it's going to be. But inshallah, in Ramadan, we'll have a new schedule with lots of activities, including children's activities. Okay. All right, really Thank you so much, everyone. Take care. It's so nice seeing you. Bye, Shikhi Mahad. Assalamu alaikum.